Hello, my name is Sarah Jane Smith and I'm a quantum healing hypnosis practitioner. This technique achieves the deepest possible level of hypnosis. This unique way of hypnosis is a very powerful tool which can help people with mental, emotional and physical trauma. This therapy is so powerful that all you need is one session. You can get answers to all of your life questions. First, we'll get an understanding of what caused the issue so that healing can begin. Expand your consciousness and remember who you truly are. Are you ready to unlock the potential of your soul and free your mind? celebration of the fact that the British taxpayer has another massive bill to pay and we have another royal on the payroll who we have to keep in the lap of luxury and privilege for the rest of her bloody life. Something to celebrate. Get the flags out. Meghan Markle must think she's won the lottery. I mean one minute you're a actress on a TV drama. The next your privilege and Luxury is guaranteed for life. What could be happening to bring this about? What could she have achieved? What could she have done to manifest such a life out of nothing? She's marrying a bloke who just happens to be a member of the royal version of the Adams family. And as a result of that, she gets all that's coming for the rest of her life. And we're told she's marrying into the Windsor family, the Windsor clan, but not really. She's really marrying into the German house of Saxe-Coburg-Gotha because that is the name of the royal house they now call Windsor. And they changed it to Windsor in a panic during the First World War, when Britain was at war with the German wing of the same bloody family. And when Germany was sending planes across the Channel to bomb London called Goethe's. Oh, quick, change the name. So it was just done for PR and survival and preservation. Saxe-Coburg Gotha became Windsor. Battenberg became Mountbatten. Pew, got away with it. And we, the people of Britain, are called subjects of these people. I subjects. I'm a subject. 
know what subject means. Dictionary definition. A member of a state other than its ruler, especially one owing allegiance to a monarch or other supreme ruler. One that is placed under authority and control. Exactly. Because this royal nonsense is a massive symbol, a massive foundation of the whole hierarchy of power that allows the tiny few to control the lives of everyone else. And we have a, we have a national anthem in Britain, although actually we don't. We don't have an anthem celebrating the country. We have an anthem to a, to a woman. Um, and it goes, God save our gracious queen, send her victorious. And there's another line in it. Long to reign over us. God save the queen. Definition of reign over. Dominance or widespread influence. The exercise of sovereign power to be predominant. And so, before international football matches and other occasions, the British public, well, many of them, they sing this national anthem demanding to be reigned over by this Adams family who are only heads of state because of their genetics. The whole concept of royalty, never mind being ruled by them, is childlike nonsense. And like I say, the very symbol and foundation of a society in which the few have the privilege and live off the backs and parasite off the rest of the population. And I remember the first time I saw the Queen, um, I was only, what would I be, six. I, um, I came across this book produced by the Leicester Mercury some years ago now. Um, Leicester in the 50s, Leicester being my hometown. And um, I was looking through it. I bought it because I, I wanted to see, you know, Leicester as I knew it when I was a kid. And uh, what I found was a picture of me. Although I didn't realise it was uh, 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 me at first. Um, that's me there. I'm six. That's me mother there. And this is a, a, a lane that um, there was a campaign to get uh, to get it paved. And so there was a picture in the paper, hence it's in this Leicester Mercury uh, book. So there's me with, with my little school cap on. And at the age of six, um, the Queen came to Leicester. And uh, it's in here. There you go. The royals came too. And you see those people lining um, the, uh, the street. That, that's what it was like. There was just thousands and thousands of people lining the streets as this lady came along. And I'm six. And um, 
the school um, had all the all the kids um, bust out to uh, a road near near a, an aerodrome in Leicester. It's called Leicester Airport now. It was called Stoughton Aerodrome then because she'd flown in. And by the way, only because she'd flown in once, they repaved the runway. But these people, of course, live their lives um, to the smell of, of, of fresh paint and everything because it's all done up for them and never mind anyone else when they're not making a visit. They can get on with it however it is. But anyway, um, the kids from the school were, were lined up at the side of the road where this car with this queen was coming. And I, I, I don't know what's going on. I'm six. And I was given a flag where everyone was given a flag. They would wave your flag when the queen comes, you know, at, at age of six, I'm thinking. What the heck? Why are, why are we standing here waving bloody flags for a woman coming past in a car? Never could never work it out. Um, so I was kind of, um, shall we say, bewildered and sceptical of royalty from a very early age. And all that's happened as I've grown older, 60 years later, is even, even more bewildered and um, challenging of the whole concept, the whole ludicrous concept of um, of royalty. Because, you know, waving the flag, people say, wave the flag, it's, it, it, it's representing the country. It's not. This, this is representing the hierarchy of power that's been shafting you all your bloody life. And the Queen is, is like at the, the top of this hierarchy. And we keep getting more and more of them on the bloody payroll. Um, again, parasiting off the backs of the people. And, you know, not only don't we have a, a, um, a national anthem that's an, an anthem about the country, but it's about a, a woman and demanding we're reigned over. We don't even have people's institutions. They're... Her Majesty's Institutions. Um, in a book called The um, Perception Deception, I, uh, I look at this in some detail in part of the book. And um, here we go. Uh, this is a, 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 supposed to be a free country, right? That uh, is ruled by democracy and the people. Uh, well, uh, we have Her Majesty's Government. Not the people's government. Her Majesty's Government. We have Her Majesty's most loyal opposition. We don't have the people's opposition. Her Majesty's. We have Her Majesty's Treasury, Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs, Her Majesty's Civil Service, Her Majesty's Attorney General, Her Majesty's Armed Services, Her Majesty's Prisons, Her Majesty's Inspector of Prisons, Her Majesty's Land Registry, Her Majesty's Passport Office, Her Majesty's um, coroners, Her Majesty's Inspector of Schools, Inspectorate of Constabulary, uh, Stationary Office, Her Majesty's Coast Guard, on and on it bloody goes. Owned by Her, Her Majesty officially. The ambassadors for Britain, they're not Britain's ambassadors, they're Her Majesty's ambassadors. This is why, and for many other reasons, she represents, and the royal family in general represent this, this hierarchy of top-down 
control and privilege. She's the um, commander-in-chief of the armed forces, this lady, and um, head of the Church of England. Her face is on the stamps, the banknotes, the coinage. And people say, oh no, it's only symbolic and it's good for tourism. They represent the very cement that holds this hierarchy of power um, together. And yet, like I say, they, they are a German royal family line. Not only uh, did they have connections to Germany during the First World War, they had family connections to the bloody Nazis in World War II, which was massively covered up. And we have all these, we have all these royals on the payroll, um, like I say, parasiting off the people, but the payroll of people that kowtow and look after and serve this royal family is um, is bloody ridiculous. Um, I've got a list in this book, and I go on forever for the list of names. But I mean, some of them. Did you know that um, there is a clerk of the closet, and even worse, there's a deputy clerk of the closet. What do you do? I'm a deputy clerk of the closet. Oh, don't piss about. No, what do you do? <laughs> I mean, you couldn't make it up, could you? You don't have to. There's a field officer in brigade waiting. He's always hanging about. There's a flower painter in ordinary. I know there's not one in extraordinary. A gentleman usher to the sword of state. <laughs> I mean, what's he do all day? There's a gold stick and a silver stick. Well, they must be worth a few quid. A grand carver of England. <laughs> He's only used on Sunday lunchtimes. <laughs> There's a groom of the stole. A groom of the stole. Maybe he makes sure no one pinches gold stick and silver stick. Uh, there's a keeper of the privy uh, purse. In case the Queen wants a wee. It's a British joke. Uh, for people around the world. There's a lady in waiting. God, they're always bloody waiting, these people. There's a lord in waiting. I wonder what they do all day. There's a marker of the swans. There's a, a warden of the swans. Lucky swans, I say. And you know, there was once even a position in the royal household called removing wardrobe. On the payroll. So, uh... You're a removing wardrobe, right? Yeah. So what do you do? I remove wardrobes. <laughs> do you ever take them back? Oh no, take back wardrobe does that. <laughs> it's. I mean, you, you, you couldn't make this stuff up, could you? And here we are in 2018. Still standing for it. And going, oh look, it... Don't she look lovely? And of course, if you go into the deeper levels of all this, it's all part of a massive secret society network. 
these royals, they're connected to a, a, a secret society called the, uh, the Order of the Golden Fleece, which plays out to the secret society network in general. It's all part of this national and global web of human control. Except that in royalty's case, it's in your bloody face. And, and we still let them get away with it. And what's happening now with this, with this wedding between Meghan Markle and Prince Harry and, and this other um, wedding a few years ago between um, Prince William and uh, Kate Middleton is they're in the midst of doing a relaunch of the brand because the people that have uh, um, run the show up to this point are now getting very old and they're going to be moving aside soon. So they, they need a relaunch. Oh, yes, a relaunch, a rebranding. And so you have uh, all this um, virtue signaling stuff going on with um, with Meghan Markle and, and all the rest of it to try and to sell this this institution of control, of privilege, and parasitical behaviour to the next generation. I um, I like the signs that a lot of people are not buying it. Uh, we're told, of course, that part of this rebranding is uh, commoners are being allowed in now to the royal fold. So. Um, uh, Kate Middleton was said to be a, a commoner, and uh, Meghan Markle is a commoner. But uh, what tends to uh, turn out um, is that um, there's a bit more to know. For instance, Kate Middleton, oh, just a commoner. Ooh. Well, she's actually, it, it later emerged, I'm sure they were all surprised, that she is related to what is described as one of Britain's grandest families that includes earls and countesses, and a British Prime Minister, a guy called William Petty Fitzmaurice, first Earl of Lansdowne, who uh, actually negotiated the end of the American War of Independence. So, um, yep, Kate Middleton's a commoner. Uh, Meghan Markle, it now turns out, is a direct descendant of King Edward III and uh, distantly related to Prince Harry, uh, the Queen, Princess Diana, the Bush family in the United States, Gerald Ford uh, and Richard Nixon, two other presidents, of course. And that's according to genealogist Gary Boyd Roberts of the New England Historic Genealogical Society. So all is not as it um, uh, seems. But then again, it never is with the royal family, which is um, a, a gigantic hoax on the people and has been all along the whole royal idea. The whole royal concept has worldwide. And um, we've got Meghan Markle now. And what we're going to see in part of this rebranding is virtue signaling. We've seen it already. Uh, they're calling it brand Meghan um, uh, in all directions, saying all the right things and uh, um, uh, trying to do all the right things as part of this. Um, we are uh, we are of the people now. Uh, and so you have... Um, little ruses like um, when she goes to um, a working class area in South London she wears a um, a Marks and Spencer's store um, every not every day about 45 quid but um, a relatively cheap 
um, jumper clothing because she's going into a working class area. And then when she has the engagement pictures taken, the dress costs £65,000. And apparently, according to reports, the wedding dress is going to cost upwards of £100,000. So we should be... Um, we should be ready for a lot of diversions and virtue signaling we are of the people stuff um, from now on as part of this rebranding and I do hope that people don't buy it because it's just to sell the privilege to the generations now and the generations um, to come. And when you when you break it down into its simple parts, its simple state, we have heads of state in Britain chosen not by the people, but by who had sex with who and when and in what fricking order because that produces the line of succession. Did you just say that, Dave? I think I did, you know. This is the ludicrous lunacy of it all. Rule by genetics. And um, I, I reported the royal family to the... Um, to the uh, anti-racial body once because I saw this little advert from this body the racial equality commission it was called and it's changed its name a bit now um, and it said if you um, if you see racist institutions or institutional racism contact us and we'll investigate so I reported the royal family because basically if you look at it um, you can only be head of state if you are a, um, a white Protestant Christian. Um, and of course, what I got back was a bullshit letter from their lawyers running around and round and round the point and ignoring the point that it's a racist institution and it's institutional racism. And so what we have is an institutionally uh, racist body that parasites off the population and the population stand by and let it happen and the difference between royalty and the population in general can be seen so clearly in what is happening around this um, wedding at Windsor Castle. Here's a story from this week. Police officers remove sleeping bags and belongings of homeless people living on streets outside Windsor Castle, but promise to return them after the royal wedding. Well, kind of them. Oh, we don't want you homeless people when the royals are getting married. Uh, it says people have been uh, seen 
uh, or police rather, have been seen clearing away sleeping bags and other possessions belonging to homeless people ahead of the royal wedding, um, seen on a video. Uh, the entire area around Windsor Castle is being placed on lockdown as anti-terror bollards are erected and a heavy police presence moves in, ready for Saturday's uh, nuptials between Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. The cost, which the taxpayer is picking up, by the way, the cost of this um, security is um, said to be upwards of £30 million. Think how many homeless people could be housed with that. But instead, they want to kick them off the streets so they don't, um, quote, spoil the royal wedding. which is um, costing an absolute frickin' fortune. The video clip shows police officers asking two homeless men who had pitched up outside a Barclays bank opposite Windsor Castle to pack up their items in see-through bags which are later sealed and taken away in a police van. Uh, they were told the bags which were filled with bedding, books and magazines will be kept in storage until Monday. I mean, he I mean, hello. And we're we're standing for this, this family. To have this level of privilege, and to pee all over, the people who are, um, who are paying for it. A woman clutching a blue sleeping bag is seen talking to police at first before she quickly moves on, clutching her possessions. Police said today they were offering the homeless an opportunity to store their belongings until after the big day. How about offering them a fricking place to live? Huh? Maybe the royals could chip in. Thames Valley police say the move is for security reasons. It's always security reasons. And to avoid any obstructions on Windsor's tightly packed pavements come Saturday, when up to 100,000 people are expected to cram into the Berkshire town for the wedding. Well, 100,000 people, get your fucking priorities right. And this guy, local council leader Simon Dudley in Windsor, right? He sparked outrage last year, the story says, when he called for homeless and beggars to be cleared out of Windsor in time for the ceremony. Um, in case they painted the town in a sadly unfavourable light. You mean more than Simon Bloody Dudley has done? Not possible, surely. Um, a Thames Valley police spokesman said a scheme has been set up for those who choose to store their belongings at uh, the Windsor Homeless Project during the Royal Wedding, and our officers will be assisting with transport of belongings. Um, and, um, of course, the police are not there to ensure justice and fairness. They're there to do what the system tells them to do for the benefit of the royal family, which sits atop this hierarchy of control, imposition and privilege. Um, yeah, Councillor uh, uh, Dudley, by the way, uh, complained about rough sleepers in Windsor on Twitter while he was on a Christmas skiing holiday. Oh, my God.
the wedding will be um, the most heavily guarded uh, in history with police snipers perched on rooftops, um, special forces troops mingling with crowds and roadblocks in place. And there will be a no fly zone um, in force during the service. And that's where your 30 million pounds plus goes. Now, if the royal couple really were genuine about being of the people instead of just virtue signaling to advance the brand, indeed to save it, then what they would do is announce that instead of having um, this big wedding which needs all this um, security, they were going to get married in a private ceremony because they don't want to get married, don't they? That's the important thing, isn't it? I say good luck to them. I've got nothing against, uh, you know, I hope they have, you know, they're, they're very happy together. But we shouldn't be bloody paying for it and we shouldn't be keeping them in privilege for the rest of their bloody lives. But if you were genuine, that's what you do. You say we're going to have a private ceremony so we can get married. And what we would have spent on the wedding, we're going to give to, say, a homeless charity. Now, that would be um, some measure of genuineness. But instead, homeless people are being kicked off the streets. Their belongings, what there is of them, is being taken away in a police van. And vast, vast sums of money are being spent so that two people can get bloody married. But of course, that the whole marriage, the whole big deal of the marriage is all part of the rebranding of the institution. Yaswinda Singh, who runs a local off-license in um, Windsor, was equally disheartened by police treatment of the uh, homeless community in Windsor ahead of the royal wedding. The police are searching their bags. I don't know why they are searching when they uh, have nothing. Um, some have even left their bag here with me when they go out, he said. And uh, the 66-year-old uh, shopkeeper who had been there for 24 years said he had never seen anything like this. He said the streets had been sanitised in the build-up to the royal wedding and the homeless presence on the street had greatly um, reduced. And then there is the speculation going on um, over what titles the couple will get. Because these, these royal and aristocratic bloodlines, um, which interbreed with each other um, and have done for centuries and longer, uh, they are obsessed with their titles because it's all about hierarchy, you see. It's all about um, your place in the hierarchy and a, a title. So um, this story says, Saturday marks a new chapter in the lives of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle and the couple are expected to receive new titles ahead of their wedding. So instead of just being on the credits of a TV drama, she's not going to have a title. How does this come about? She's married a bloke. 
Along with the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, William and Kate were given the Scottish uh, titles Earl and Countess of Strathern, uh, seen as a nod to their time at the University of St Andrews and the Northern Irish titles of Baron and Baroness Carrickfergus. So, what are Harry and Meghan likely to receive? I couldn't care less. Prince William was given English, Scottish and Irish titles, but it is more likely Prince Harry will only get English and Scottish titles, said Lucy Hume, associate editor of Debrett's Peerage and Baronet... Baronetage? Crikey, I've never heard of that. Uh, he is the youngest son and not directly in line to the throne. Even so, all this stuff's going on, nevertheless. There are a limited number of dormant or extinct peerages or titles available, and it is most likely Prince Harry will be given the title of Duke in England. Ooh, Duke. Uh, and it may um, as well uh, be that he receives a title in Scotland such as an Earl. Um, for Harry and Meghan's main title, the Queen is expected to choose from one of the vacant dukedoms. It could be, because there are vacancies, all oh, their vacancies, you know, apply. They include the dukedoms of Clarence, Connaught, Cumberland, Kendall, Ross, Sussex, Windsor and Albany. What a load of absolute bollocks! You're an earl, you're a countess, you're a duke, you're a queen. No, you're not. You're a human being, just like me. You are consciousness. We're all consciousness. The hell are you doing with your titles and your silly buddy names? But it's all about the hierarchy and your place in the hierarchy. Ooh, he's a duke. I look up to him. And he's homeless, I look down at him. Bloody hell. Anyway, some good news. Huge drop in number of wedding uh, street parties compared to William and Kate's big day. That was in 2011, wasn't it? The number of um, public celebrations is down by more than 90% in some areas in terms of having street parties to celebrate the royal wedding. It's all part of this basically um, more people than ever before couldn't give a damn about it and quite right too nor should they except what it's costing them and I I love Glasgow Glasgow Glasgow's number of street parties has not gone down it's booked the trend because in 2011 they had none <laughs> and this year they're having none good old Glasgow in a sign of possible public indifference to the royal wedding, far fewer street parties are being held to celebrate Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's wedding than was staged for the marriage of Prince William and Kate Middleton. How about people have street parties without the bloody flags and invite homeless people along, give them something to eat? Wouldn't that be great? Oh no, she looked lovely. Do you think she looked lovely? Hundred grand that was, that dress. Um, 
Local government officials have offered varying reasons for the decline in street party numbers, including the fact that Harry, unlike his older brother, is not heir to the throne. <laughs> uh, no, people are indifferent because I think more and more people are starting to suss the hierarchy and the nonsense of it. Elsewhere, this report says, elsewhere, however, one local government source told The Independent, it may be that no one gives a shit. <laughs> oh, my God. What are we bloody doing? This whole edifice of institutionalised power in Britain, which includes the royal family and the House of Lords, the House of Lords, the second chamber of the Houses of Parliament, people unelected dictating what happens and what doesn't happen, what they're doing now, these lords unelected, um, many of them uh, uh, crooks, um, they are um, uh, having votes to dilute the will of the people in the referendum to leave the European Union. Vote after vote after vote by these unelected House of Lords with their ermine bloody clothes, all part of the hierarchy, or what they wear is part of the hierarchy are diluting the will of the people because, you know, they don't give a damn about the will of the people, just like the royal institution doesn't. And, and if the people don't start giving a damn about the will of the people, these characters will go on running the show. And, and it's not just the tail wagging the dog. Actually, there's so few of them uh, running the show. It's like the, the tail wagging the bloody elephant. And if we want to um, be free uh, of this control by the few, then this hierarchy of top-down imposition has got to go. And a great, great way to start would be at the top and having the institution of royalty at last dismantled in Britain and around the Commonwealth as well, in Canada and in Australia, New Zealand, because it's an in-your-face constant reminder that the few, A, control the many, and B, the few don't give a damn about the many. And until this institution is no more, then any idea that we live in a free country, an open country, a democratic country, is just an illusion and a hoax. An illusion and a hoax that it's always been. And it's time to bring an end to it. Bye. The whole basis of the manipulation is to divide us and is to get us to judge each other, to hate each other, to envy each other, to compete with each other. It's to confuse people, especially the young, about their gender who weren't confused before. That's what it's about. A lot of people don't carry cash anymore and they're not grabbing credit cards either. Instead, 
They're using their smartphones. A currency that wouldn't be cash, it would be merely electronic, for which there are fundamental implications for human freedom. The United States is preparing for a war against Russia through Ukraine, and what they plan is to try to take Crimea back. The idea for this Third World War is to involve Russia and China against the West. The coronavirus pandemic started in China. Oxygen, medical supplies, and hospital staff have continued to vaccines Stage one, you create a problem. It could be uh, a manufactured virus. You want a reaction and you want them to either say, do something, or you want them to accept what the authorities suggest must be done. So one of the agendas is to massively cull the population. They want to reduce the numbers. 